0: And there's so much strength and flexibility when you see that you can adapt and adjust and still be able to accomplish the outcome. And it might not have looked how you had the initial picture in your mind of like, this is what I see, but you still got it done. And knowing that you have the ability to be gracious with yourself and flexible, and that's actually like strength. (laughs)
1: What is going on, hurdlers? Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life. And my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am talking about something pretty steamy, and that is hot weather running. I'm bringing in some reinforcements via my friend, my dear coach, Rebecca Stowe. She is a coach in New York City for Nike running. She is also teaming up with a group called Endorphins, leading them through their marathon project this year. And we are so lucky to have her and her expertise today for the show. Like I said, all things summer, hot weather running there have been, gosh, so many messages coming in both to my inbox as well as my DMs people just struggling to navigate this time of year when it comes to logging miles outside. And it's understandable, right? Heat makes training feel really difficult and running is already difficult as it is. So we're chatting about it. We're giving you the best practice strategies that can help you ace your runs even when the run feels hard and hot talking about everything today from the importance of grace and hydration how much you should be drinking and if you should be thinking about something besides water spoiler alert yes and also how you may need to mix up your fueling strategy on warm days, plus being cognizant of your RPE, that's Rate of Perceived Exertion. We also touch on gear, why cotton is not your BFF on warm days. And Stowe coaches us on the specifics on how to tailor your run if we are dialing things down to accommodate for the heat. That means shifting paces, splitting a run up into multiple parts, Swapping the run altogether for something like a bike session, the options are limitless. I cannot reiterate this enough. If you are struggling these days because it is warm outside and you just feel like you have zero fitness, you are certainly not alone and you do not have zero fitness, I promise you. So, lots of good tips, tricks, suggestions in this episode. Make sure you share it with a friend, someone who may need this helpful push in the right direction. And also, Put it in your social media story, throw it on Instagram, throw it on Facebook, throw it on TikTok, wherever you want. Link the show. Sharing it is always, always so appreciated. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on Instagram. It's over at Hurdle Podcast. I myself am over at Emily Abadi. Last little bit of housekeeping. Sign up for the weekly Hurdle newsletter. It brings so much of the same motivation, inspiration, things you love from the show. Recommendations, gear picks, what I'm watching. <laughs> the list is endless directly into your inbox every single Friday, and it is absolutely free. The link to subscribe is in the show notes. With that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurtling. Today, I'm sitting down with Rebecca Stowe. She coaches here in New York City for Nike Running. She's also newly working with the Endorphins Project for their Fall Marathon series. How are you doing today? I'm
0: doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Man, I love an eloquently put introduction. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so good.
1: I also love uh repeat guests on the show. It makes my job so much easier and friends on the show. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming in. Y- you came in in just the nick of time. Let me tell you because I'm getting a lot of messages from miserable people. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, maybe because we are in the prime of summer and everyone is like, I am no longer fit. I have all of these fitness goals and I feel as though I'm dying and SOS. Yeah. Uh, I sent you one of those texts last weekend. So naturally I was like, you know, who should come in and talk about hot weather running? It's Rebecca Stowe.
0: It was a literal SOS. It's the lead with SOS. It was <laughs> not
1: just the letters SOS. It was the emoji SOS. Yes. It said coach. SOS. And I I needed to start with that so that you knew there was sincere, there was a sincere nature in the text.
0: No, absolutely. I was there. I think it was under a minute response time.
1: So we were on it. Troubleshooting. <sighs> we from, were on it. From the gun. Yeah. So uh, from experience, let me just say that it's always so interesting, right? Because we get to this time of year, it's July. If you're gearing up for a fall marathon, you're starting to really rank up the mileage. And in that experience, there is without fail, and I can speak from my personal experience, a at least two to three runs where you question all of your life decisions and if you are actually still human because it's so hot. And last weekend during the heat wave here in New York was certainly an opportunity for many of us to indulge in that feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also that sweet spot where you're starting to feel the accumulation of your training in addition to navigating it in these increased temperatures. And so you're kind of combating, I'm fatigued already because I'm starting to feel this load that I've put on. And then you're navigating all of these other like biomarkers that you're trying to understand what is influencing it. So Yeah. yeah, spot on.
1: When you say other biomarkers, like give some context on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, the external and environment that you're navigating, also your internal biomarkers of like just overall fatigue and if you're seeing as good a recovery. So it could be that it's the weather, it could be that it's you, just where you're at in your training that you're feeling. I think environmentally there are so many factors that go into play with the heat and humidity and then navigating heart rate pace all of those
1: pieces. It all adds up. Our goal today is to really break down the things that someone should keep in mind if they are choosing to run when it is warm outside. Now, first and foremost, I think it is important for us to kick off this discussion leading with grace.
0: Yes, it. You
1: got to start off by being kind to yourself and knowing when it's okay to push it and when it's okay to call it.
0: Yep. And knowing that because of the factors that are at play it's not gonna it might not be pretty right and being okay with that like we're gonna get it done and we're gonna be flexible we're gonna give ourselves space and grace to navigate whatever that day holds but it might have to look a little bit less than ideal right, right. It, it can't be the perfect picture but there are ways for us to adjust and that might be dropping a few of the miles onto a bike or getting back inside and doing some of it on the treadmill or breaking it up and doing morning and evening or getting up earlier. Like there are so many, which has its own in- impact, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is trying to navigate your whole pre-run, long-run routine, two hours shifted up is totally
1: different. It right? is totally different. And I think that when we're talking about deviating from the original plan, being okay with the fact that the best plans are written in pencil Mm -hmm. and knowing that there are going to be circumstances, whether it is in this context dealing with the weather and the heat or something else that pops up in your life. And sometimes you're going to need to make a change Mm -hmm. and that change is okay. Now you talked about or you touched on some of the different ways that we could deviate a little bit or modify. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a better word in this circumstance. Is it okay to stop? and? is it okay if I split it up? Talk a little bit on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is okay to stop. <laughs> Number one, you always have to be listening to your body and that like rate of perceived exertion, so RPE, and understanding what the influence of the environmental factors are and how that's gonna change how hard your body's working, right? I am a big fan of splitting runs. If you're if you're really starting to feel the accumulation, say you have a two-hour run on deck for that long run over the weekend, you could do an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, Um is it the same exact thing? No, it's not the same exact thing. It's a, it's two separate runs, but you're still checking the box and you're still getting it done. Um, and I think where the confidence comes is, is knowing that you were flexible, but you stuck to the plan in a way that, um, actually builds you up to have more confidence on race day. Right. Right. Ultimately,
1: I mean, that's what all of these pivots offer us, right? They remind us that although it is hard, we are also capable. It's a both situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much strength and flexibility when you see that you can adapt and adjust and still be able to accomplish the outcome, right? And it might not have looked how you had the initial picture in your mind of like, this is what I see, but you still got it done. And knowing that you have the ability to be gracious with yourself and flexible. And that's actually like strength.
1: Yeah, that's total strength. So we're talking first and foremost about the importance of grace when it comes to having to deviate or alter the plan. Now in warm weather conditions, the next thing that is natural to speak on is hydration. So what does someone need to keep in mind when it comes to their hydration strategy on a warmer than average day? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You need water, you need electrolytes. Um, There are so many different incredible companies and brands that have great resources, making sure that you're getting all of those electrolytes back in. I recently did a sweat test with a Nix sensor. (laughs) I had no idea. I've been running for 17 years, something (laughs) longer than I haven't been running. Yeah. And I had never actually really dove into that. And I was losing 40 ounces of water in a run, um, in an hour run, and realizing I just wasn't taking in enough. And Mm -hmm. so every 20 minutes, you need to be taking in some electrolytes. You need to take in water, combination of the two. And it's going to be more often than you think you need it. But just stay consistent with that. Four to six ounces every 20 minutes or so.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that's where we hear that phrase, fuel early and often, right? So it's not just the hydration, but it's also uh, whatever your go-to fuel might be, whether that is, for me, I use the Ucan gels. But if you're a Morton fan, if you're a Choose fan, if you're a got a stroop waffle fan like what there's so many options out there so make sure that you're leaning into both your hydration strategy and of course your fueling now on that note you mentioned that key buzzword and that's electrolytes so knowing as you did you took the time to do that Nix sensor test wow save that five times fast and you learned about your sweat profile right which is actually really helpful information I would encourage anyone to kind of I'm trying to think about like how the regular person would be able to do something like that
0: yeah well I I'm lucky because it was just a friend of mine rob dalto bought it for himself he's just a super curious person and he offered to let me try it but you can also get the gatorade gx patches and those are going to give you pretty good feedback um i think you can get two in a pack for 20 bucks really simple um it's a good place to start just to have a little bit more insight and i think all of all of what marathon training is all running is learning about yourself and like teaching yourself treating yourself like you're an experiment. And so it's just a chance for you to learn um, and gather more insight.
1: Yeah. So, you know, uh, basically the goal here by using one of these, and I love that that Gatorade one is certainly pretty affordable. So the goal through using something like that is to learn about the composition of your sweat, which sounds kind of nerdy, but it's (laughs) actually super valuable, right? Because then you have a better idea of what liquids you could be reaching for on the regular to better fuel your body. So I know, for instance, that I am a high salt sweater. So knowing that I know, like, okay, for me, reaching for an element packet, which has a thousand milligrams of sodium in one of those packets, dispersing that throughout my run could be really helpful for me versus someone who may not have as high of a salt concentration in their sweat. They may not need that much salt all in one go, right? So it's really helpful to learn about you and your body. And again, stressing this to the max, making sure that especially during the hot runs, you're really conscious of reintroducing those electrolytes into your system.
0: Absolutely. And that goes. For when you're at race day two and you're on the course, and if you are grabbing from a station, just stop and take a drink. Like last last year at New York, a incredibly challenging day for anybody that was there, and I think that that was one of the best things I personally did. I was like I threw all times out the window. I was like, I'm gonna stop and make sure I get all this fluid down. Like, yes, maybe you have a time goal, but if it's a hot day, take care of your body first. <laughs> it's not gonna be able to do what it needs to do if you're not.
1: Caring. No wonder why everyone is so mad about the marathon <laughs> trials situation. Yeah. For those of you that may have missed out, well, this episode is pretty timely then because it'll be coming out a week after that announcement. They're mm-hmm. planning to run the US Olympic marathon trials at 12 p.m. in Orlando, Florida yeah. in February. And I believe I saw that the average high is like in the 80s, right? Mm. So knowing that. It's like, what are you doing to these athletes? Their well-being, questionably, is being put at stake for the goal of being able to air this broadcast to people on NBC, mm. which is just crazy. In yeah. My mind, and I mean,
0: obviously. you had a we already had a test run of that in L.A. And we saw how challenging that was for athletes there. These are high, high level spend their entire lives focusing on this they have the best resources out there and that's still impacting them right so even that goes back to the grace of like if this is happening to the best of the best know that we as normal people are going to be impacted as well so give yourself space
1: right okay so we talked about hydration importance and then slowly touched on fueling is there anything that needs to shift in your overall fueling strategy when we're talking about a hot day
0: I would say just being cognizant of what sits well in your stomach. I know the heat impacts, um, GI distress in a different way, and that's going to be so individual and I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not even going to try to touch on it, but that's worth playing with. Right. And on your training days, varying what you're taking in, um, seeing how it sits. And unfortunately that could just be a, a trial and error experience, but those simple, easily
1: digestible carbohydrates, um,
0: knowing what works for you.
1: And I also wouldn't be too hard on yourself if you've been using something and it has conventionally worked for you. And then on this one hot day, it just isn't sitting right. I would say like, don't be like, oh, I can never use this again. Allow yourself the grace to again, go back to that experimentation and know like conventionally, if it's worked for you, I wouldn't say that this one day is the reason for you to completely write it off.
0: Oh, absolutely not. But a good feedback, right? Good insight to ourselves and Maybe we play with something else for those days or we have two options so that we feel, again, like we can be flexible when it comes to the day to, quote unquote, perform.
1: Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my sponsor at Element. Y'all know I love Element. It is a science-backed electrolyte drink mix that's got everything you need and nothing you don't. It's plant-based with no sugar, no gluten, no fillers, or other sketchy ingredients. I personally love to recharge with their grapefruit and watermelon salt flavors. Those are my two go-tos, but they have so many different tastes for every style, from citrus and orange to chocolate, which TBH makes the most delicious hot chocolate, period anyway i drink my element goodness i have at least one packet a day and definitely two on the days that i am getting super active it has the perfect electrolyte ratio to help with ultimate hydration and keep my body energized for the long run, or the long ride. Of course, they have a deal for hurdle listeners. Head on over to drinkelement.com, that's drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get a free element sample pack with your purchase. Again, that is drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get a free sample pack with your purchase today. That word flexible, uh, you've mentioned a few times now. We also have talked about rate of perceived exertion. So let's wrap about how RPE is going to inform the way that you attack a run on a warm day.
0: Yeah, I think that it's the biggest. It should be the biggest director for you Um, and that you can do a little bit of like research and knowledge acquisition prior to starting your runs by checking in, finding out what the relative humidity is with the dew point. There are amazing calculators out there that are going to help you understand what the like equivalent should be for a day based on the heat and humidity. And that can also give you a better understanding of what that rate of perceived exertion is, right? So if it's a day where the heat and humidity is an impact of a 30-second conversion on what your pace ought to be, if I'm a If I'm looking to run nine minute pace on my normal long runs and my conversion is saying I need to add 30 seconds, then I should be taking that equivalent of if nine minute pace is like a five effort out of 10 for me, then I should be kind of aware of, is this 930 looking like a five out of 10 as well? And just really listening to your body and understanding the feedback it's giving you because you like all those biomarkers heart rate, it's going to jump up a little bit with the heat and just being aware internally listening to your body a
1: lot right because if it feels harder that's because it is harder for your body yeah right more often than not so even if you don't want to lean into one of these like jazzy calculators i think a pretty good rule of thumb is for the regular runner we're like not talking about superheroes here and we're not necessarily talking about anyone that's going to go do the olympic trials but what we are talking about is like if you are like me and you are heading out there and you're like man this just already feels harder and you're a mile in be okay with slowing it down, knowing that, again, the goal is just to get it done. And if it feels harder, it's okay that it feels harder. And it again, going to that both sentence, it can feel harder and you can be capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, And that's where, I mean, having an understanding, too, of your heart rate and all of that feedback and understanding what zone you're working in, you know, that's a kind of another level of the conversation. But targeting that zone two effort for these long runs is a pretty purely aerobic space and that goes to say, too, if you are if you want to shift your long run and put it on the bike, you're still targeting an energy system. Or if you want to get on the treadmill inside, you're still targe- targeting the same energy system, right? And so we're just trying to create time in those zones to train our energy systems. So yeah. there are options in, in the heat to navigate those challenges and also using that if you do need to modify and slow that pace down, start slower, work through it or just keep it nice and easy. You're still getting the same benefits.
1: Yeah, and I think that the bike is something that we don't talk enough about as a tool to mimic what you would be doing on the run. I know as I've been navigating the repercussions feels like a dramatic word, but the circumstance that I have with my foot, I have been leaning into the bike a lot just to ramp up my time doing more of this aerobic training and gaining the same benefits without putting that unnecessary stress on my body, on my foot. So know that there are other options and not to be hard on yourself, again, if it looks different than you envisioned it to be. Something else to think about when it comes to a warm weather run. There are certain things that we want to keep in mind when it comes to getting dressed and getting out the door? Where does someone begin?
0: Yeah, I think first of all, I want to say sweating is also good, right? So if, if you find yourself sweating out there, it's okay. But we can, we can use fabrics and different like wicking materials to really support our cooling and thermogenesis, right? So having – I love socks and shoes. Your wrists and your feet are a huge – and your head obviously are really, really – like strong cooling points in our body. Um, so having socks that are going to be like a synthetic blend that's going to allow your foot to breathe and, and sweat the way it needs to, as well as a, a shoe that has a like cooler upper. I remember one specific day, I might have said this story before, but I was running with uh, a friend and they were doing a really long run. I was wearing an alpha fly and they were wearing pegs. The alpha fly upper is way more breathable than the Pegasus upper, just the way that it's made. And they were starting to feel the effects of the heat. And so we stopped mid-run and I switched with shoes because we have the same size. And within 10, 15 minutes, she was already cooling down and she was already starting to feel better. So it's just like simple things like that that you can be strategic about ahead of time to have at your disposal to to support this and help your body. Most of the time when we give our bodies what it needs, it's going to – figure out a way that's what we're created to do right so we're lucky that we live in an age where we have so much technology and so many incredible like sports scientists and researchers that are putting our shoes and (laughs) equipment together um same thing goes for hats um glasses having these other uh, lighter look like lighter shades of materials that will also support that um really really So, what you're saying,
1: my go to wearing all black situation might not actually be serving me.
0: I mean, you look epic and part of it is also psychological. So I don't know. Uh, I have an affinity for for the darker shades as well. I know We are New Yorkers. We are.
1: We are. Maybe I need to just make sure that I'm wearing the white hat. I'm a big mm-hmm. hat, sunglasses, like give me as much shade and like protection as I can from the elements so that mm-hmm. I feel kind of more confident in my own personal bubble. Uh, something else to touch on, although I might be wearing all black, I am wearing technical fabrics all mm-hmm. the time. So when it comes to, you know, that oversized concert tee, you're sitting here wearing a Phoebe Bridgers concert (laughs) tee right now, it's cute, but it might not be your best friend on a hot day for running. Why is that? What is iffy about going cotton for long efforts outside?
0: Yeah, just the retention of heat and the way that it breathes
1: basically when cotton gets wet, it stays wet. So it's going to feel heavy on you. It's certainly not breathable. And that is the last thing. Like the run is hard enough, right? So why are you going to make this harder on you? Let's focus on, again, those technical fabrics, making sure that you're wearing stuff that's breathable and that helps you out so that you can get to where you want to go. Something else to touch on on the gear front is you got to think about chafing, right? So of course, chafing a problem regardless of the temperature outside, but especially on hot days where we may be. Wearing less materials, be cognizant of if you are. This sounds like I don't know what it sounds like lubing up before you go outside. So, if you're using some sort, I'm big on this uh, spray called Tri Slide, T R I slide, but body glide, whatever it is, putting that in the areas where you may have hot spots or sensitive spots will set you up for success as well. Absolutely. And then ask yourself what could make a hot run feel less daunting, right? So maybe if you're leaning into group running, maybe if you're leaning into listening to a certain podcast or a certain playlist, do yourself a favor. And again, we're coming back to this term, setting yourself up for success. What's going to make this feel less difficult?
0: Yeah, I, I think that some of that psychological side is is knowing what you need. And I mean, I, I actually just... Playing around with making reels and other things and having a fun time doing it, just expressing a different creative side of myself. But I was talking to a friend about a story in college of preparing for some hotter locations, and I would purposefully challenge myself by wearing longer sleeves. Right, I was my college coach at the time told me a story um, about Charlie Gruber, who was an Olympian in 2004, He's a, a Jayhawk, and how he was preparing for the Athens Olympics and in between reps instead of standing in the shade which when he was drinking his water he would stand in the sun so it's like a psychological piece as well obviously we can't deny all of these other biomarkers that we need to be aware of and if there really is an unbearable strain that's like causing too much friction and unhealthy friction right but there is a side of embracing it in a way that gives you power over it right to just kind of play with your relationship with it Mm -hmm. right and we can't deny obviously all of these other facts but there are pieces of like okay I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna embrace it and I'm gonna support myself by having people around me that will check me and I'll feel safe so I don't get overwhelmed and I have the things I need right but there is a level of that psychological side of how can you what can you do to kind of take your power back from yeah. it because it is right and it is a conditioning too like the more you're exposed to the elements. It's why elite athletes go and train at altitude because they're exposed to it. It changes their physiology. It's the same thing with the heat. We will adapt and adjust the more we're exposed to it and you'll get better at handling it. Your body will learn.
1: And this goes back to what I was saying at the top of this, right? Like I had that really rough run last Mm -hmm. weekend and I learned from it. So now I know going into this weekend where I'm at, what my options are. And I'm asking myself these important questions of how I can set myself up in the best way possible. So whereas last week I went out and tackled that run alone, mm-hmm. this weekend I'm tackling my long run with a friend. Perfect. I already know like what time I'm starting it. It's gonna be slightly earlier than I did last week. I have my roots set out. I have like just yep. the little things that I am in control of, control the controllables. Yep. And now I know how to react if things feel a little bit differently, which again here is the goal, right? You're saying that you will get acclimated. And this is just that time where again the best written plans are written in pencil yeah. and that we have this opportunity to both learn and have grace with yeah, ourselves. Totally.
0: And take it a little bit at a time and adjust as you go check in with yourself after each mile, figure out what's necessary next, right? If you need to get across the street and run in the shade versus in the sun, those are little hacks that you can do. Or you say, I'm gonna, I'm feeling really good. My heart rate's giving me good feedback. I'm gonna stay here and see how I engage with that. Right. It's just It's all an experiment. It's all play.
1: Um, And that's why we do it, right? Yeah. (laughs) I also think that a big thing that comes into the picture here is not knocking it until you try it, right? So there might be things that you don't typically do that you try this time around when you know that this might be a little bit difficult. So if you aren't someone that typically runs with a group or if you typically run run to a podcast and now you want to try running to a playlist, like just mixing things up, it's just like the feeling strategy. Like you have the opportunity to try things in a different way. So give yourself that opportunity opportunity it's not that serious it's just running yep what a good note to end on <laughs> <laughs> anything you want to add to the mix here on our heat conversation Sto?
0: no I feel like we covered a lot and I'm sure there'll be other questions that pop up I'm sure we can yeah we can
1: out. we can uh if you have a question and you're listening to this and you want us to answer it in an upcoming episode you can ask it by leaving me a voice message head on over to the show notes click leave me a voice message and your voice could be on an upcoming episode I like that. Love it. Stowe, how do the hurdlers follow along with you if they don't do so just yet? Give us your info. I am on
0: Instagram at Rebecca Stowe. So Rebecca with a K. Stowe, (laughs) S-T-O-W-E.
1: I'm over at Emily Abadi at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.